I was thinking about something before we 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 got on this call, and maybe it's because we haven't talked much in the last little bit because I know I, I know on your end, I've just learned this at the beginning of school year and the end of school year is extremely hectic. The rest of the year is very hectic, but but these periods for you are just crazy. So I get it. And then I've also been out of the country and I mean, I still had, um, I was still able to text you, but that time difference really throws you off. I know there are a lot of times during the day where I was like, oh, I should text my kids or I should text so-and-so. And then I'm like, no, it's three in the morning there. Um, so anyway, so it just feels like it's been forever. It totally feels like, and, and I even got on my world clock and downloaded you know, when you were in Paris, I downloaded Paris's time for that same reason. And you you might send me a text and I realize, oh, it's like, you know, 10 o'clock his time. So if we started a conversation, I knew you were going to be going to bed soon because I'm sure you were exhausted from running around. But it totally feels I I told I need this recording today because I need my Josh fix for sure. But well, um, yes, <laughs> you that was what I wanted to talk about is what, how the heck was your trip? I was going to say this first. I was going to say something I was thinking about today. I kind of got sidetracked was the fact that uh, this podcast feels in some way kind of therapeutic um, mm. to be able to have this time to, to talk with you. And whether it's talking about health, video games, or just shooting the breeze, um, it really does feel good. And I was thinking to like, man, like I've had all these like waves of emotion, like a lot of good, some bad, and some just normal everyday life stuff. Um, but I was like, man, I, I feel like I really need this. Um, as far as the trip, uh, the trip was great. I can't recommend France and Switzerland enough. Um, I, I'll try not to drone on about it, but I will say the stereotypes that we had heard going in weren't true. Um, we had heard French people don't like Americans. French people are rude. We didn't have that experience. Not saying someone else didn't have some experience at some point. That wasn't ours. Um, we had a wonderful time. The The French people were incredibly kind and gracious, um, especially to us dumb Americans who <laughs> I, I didn't really speak any French the entire time. I let, I was like a mute. I let Steph speak. She speaks just a little bit. And a lot of times she would just say in French, sorry, I, I only speak a little bit of French. Do you speak English? Um, cause that's how they prefer it. I think I've mentioned that before that they're kind of opposite of other cultures, uh, where they want to speak in English instead of having you butchering, uh, their <laughs> native tongue. Wait, yes. Um, Which so, is what we would do. Yes. Most of us. Um, but it was just a wonderful time. I hope that we can get back there again someday. The food was amazing. Paris. Um, Whoa, that's surprising. I'm yeah. impressed that you said that. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't eat like anything crazy, um, but the, everything I had was good in both France and Switzerland. And it almost felt like two different vacations because France, um, you have Paris, you have this amazing architecture, you have all the chateaus, and then Switzerland is just full of all this natural beauty that just blows you away. I mean, the Swiss Alps were just fabulous. 
um, and it's hard. Like you, you I got think... a little too close to the Swiss Alps in one of those pictures. I thought you were. I was worried you weren't going to return to America. You were kind of hanging on a cliff there. Well, okay, yes, we were on the edge of a cliff. And speaking of too close, um, I wiped out on the Swiss Alps. <laughs> you did? So I, yes, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I did. But um, so going, we we one of these trips we went up. We we're like nine thousand feet up. And then we went down a couple thousand feet on this zip line contraption where you're kind of like a bird and you're floating and looking straight down. And then the second part going down the mountain, we got on like these razor scooters and they tell you to go slow. Right. The other couple we went with, I didn't really know this. He skateboarded his whole life. So he got on that thing and he was just going for it. Um, I didn't think I was going too fast. I thought I was like, okay, I'm riding the brake. I'm not going too fast. But then I got comfortable and got going a little bit faster. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I'm zipping and, z-. you know, Steph got ahead of me. She pulled out the camera to get some video. This is like so stereotypical. And here I come. I'm like, well, she's got the video. I better, you know, have a little bit of speed, not going super slow. So, but then what happened? There was a little dip I didn't see. And that dip, I got too much speed. And I started to get the wobble of death. Where you can't like, <laughs> don't you don't, you know what I mean? Where it starts I know what you're going, talking about. yeah, oh yeah. And so it starts wobbling, and I'm like, oh no, this is bad. And I knew it was going south, and so it finally jerked. I jumped off, landed on my heel really hard on my right side, did a roll, hit my hip, hit my shoulder. You can't really see now because it's fairly healed, um, but I had this huge bloody hole on my hand. Um. I had a bruise this big on my hip. It's still the hip bruise is still there. Um, I've been limping for the past week because of my heel. Like, so anyway, so yeah, I quickly realized I wasn't a kid. Um, I, was, <laughs> I, I have bad experiences with going down mountains. I mean, I think I told you about the Alpine slide before. So, well, there's some physics uh, at play here. There's, uh, I know nothing about physics, but I do know the larger the mass uh, increases momentum. <laughs> and, you know, when they're designing these things in France and telling you go slow, they're probably not really accounting for some of the size of Americans. They're shorter sure. over there, you know. I wonder if they should have told you to go really slow <laughs> instead of just slow. Yeah, well, did your own after, momentum to uh, get the best of you? After I wiped out, I got up. Steph got you, you can't really see the wipeout on recording, but at the very end of the video, you can see in the top right corner because she turned the camera around. She's like, "Oh no!" You can see me rolling on the ground. Um, but anyways, I got up. I'm like, "I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay." I was hurt. This this um, was literally my biggest fear that you would you would uh, die in a plane crash or on the the Swiss Alps. So you know what's uh, funny is when we started on the razors, I said to everyone, I was like, "Well, we've had a good life, you know. See you guys down at the bottom, one way or the other." And of course, I'm the one that wipes out. Um, but anyways, it, it was fun. I went down the rest of the way, going super slow. I was like, <laughs> "I'm not risking." It. I mean, I was riding that brake hard. Oh, but yeah. Anyways, you... I, I am glad to be back. Um, we're recording this episode later than usual, so we're going to try and have an abbreviated episode and then get back to our normal format in June. 
Yeah, oh, I just wanted to comment on what you said earlier. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, your trip looked amazing. The photos looked amazing. I need to hear more. We we have not uh, connected very much, and yeah. um, so I really don't know a ton about your trip. I didn't know about this story. Right? This is the first time I'm hearing it. I bet there's a ton more things I'd love to hear. Um, but you also mentioned being therapeutic. This particular show, our texts on a regular basis are therapeutic. Our routine is therapeutic and you and you you were right when you said my years are pretty hectic at the beginning of the school year and the end of the school year it's felt worse this year than almost any other year i've been on some roller coaster emotions um and that's another reason why we're going to have an abbreviated episode we both of us have kind of uh fallen off our razors so to speak as a metaphor yeah. of our fitness you know yeah. so maybe that was kind of an apt situation there you had um, but I, I do think it probably would have been easier if uh, I, you had been around. It's been pretty rough. You know, you, you, you're my go-to guy when I'm stressed and sending you a text message. So anyway, I'm super glad you're back uh, safely, first of all, just because <laughs> that would be the worst thing in the world. But right. uh, I, on, a, on a personal note, I'm glad, I'm glad you're back too because, yeah, I've missed our, missed our daily check-ins and um, – so welcome back to America. Did you kiss the ground when you returned? That's that's the big question I want to ask. <sighs> okay, this is this is a complicated beast. Um, I, I said at the beginning that there had been like this wave of emotion, um, mostly good because the vacation was fantastic. But coming back was hard in a lot of ways because part of any vacation, like I think part of the magic of being on vacation were ever you are is that you're taken away from your daily, you know, stress, your job. And so it seems like everywhere we ever go on vacation, we're like, this place is fab fabulous. We got to move here. This is wonderful. And you realize like, yeah, but I didn't work. You know, I didn't have all my normal stress. Um, so one of the things that was really nice about being gone was even though like I could still see the news and everything, I, I was away from it. I was away from, this is going to sound terrible, but I was away from other Americans that are constantly want to talk about the troubles of our country. Mm -hmm. And it was really nice. Now I know France, Switzerland, I know everywhere has their own issues, but I was ignorant to, I mean, for the most part, like there was, there was some rioting in Paris that was happening not too far from us. Um, yeah. But I don't think it was ever anything when yeah, we were changing, there. Changing the retirement age was going on when you were there. That's, that's, that's hitting the world news. Yeah, that was a, a big deal. Um, but anyways, it just felt refreshing to kind of be away from politics, be away from all that kind of stuff. So when I came back, like, I don't know, like it was like it kind of like slaps you in the face. It's it's like if you've ever uh, gone to someplace really humid. I know we both live in Utah where it's just dry climate and you get off the airplane and like you walk through the tarmac and you just feel it hit you. Mm, that's uh, kind of, that's kind of what it felt like. Um, so did I kiss the ground? No, I really liked your, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Let's move to your, what you described sounds perfect. I just want to put all my stress in a bottle and chuck it in the ocean and then me fly over the ocean. Uh, I wish it were that simple though. I, I, I know what you're saying. Cause it's not that I simple. I love this. This isn't uh this isn't an anti-American. Like I love, where I live. I'm grateful for all that I have. And like I said, there's a lot of ignorance because, you know, 
I was someplace where I wasn't indoctrinated in, in all of their issues, but I think just the getting away felt nice. Yeah. So sounds so lovely. Speaking Brett of getaways, let's get this podcast going. What do you say? <laughs> let's get going. <laughs> okay. Well, doc, get on your bicycle, Mac, put on your pink hoodie and high tops and let's get this thing going. So excited because we're back. You're back. I'm dancing really big this time because you love it when I dance to no music. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly just trying to get some energy. Uh, we we, ta- we both kind of said before the show, like, I need water. I need soda. I think we're just yeah. dragging for so many reasons. It's, the, it's for yes. you getting back into the grind. For both of us, it's... You're, you're going to feel a lot more lethargic if you're not taking care of yourself. And I think both of us have yeah. done so good. So this is going to be a good episode to yeah. get us. Yes. Ugh, let's get going. Okay. Welcome to Fit Dad Game Dad, a monthly podcast where two middle-aged dads encourage each other to reach both their fitness and their couch gaming goals. I'm your host, Josh Stapleton, and with me as always is a man who is just a few days away from being a free man (laughs) 14 days 1.4 days (laughs) (laughs) you know what's you know what's sad nobody's counting nobody's counting is i say free man and you know exactly what i'm talking about you know the day you know the hour you know the minute (laughs) i i do it has been a rough year i don't want to dwell on why i might have mentioned this before but my school is under state sanctions josh and i had an assistant principal last year and they yanked it from me this year and i am just i've been doing the job of two or three people basically and we've all had those moments in our career where someone is uh maybe quits and you have to pick up or you they have to downsize or whatever but i'm that's what i'm feeling right now the hard thing is I've had jobs before where we've been down people, but your job, you're already, you and your, your normal duties is like doing the job of like 10 people already. So not feels having that way an sometimes. assistant principal. I mean, it really is. I mean, I know you're modest about it, but really you have to put on so many different hats throughout each and every day. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I, I have a job where most of it is just done on the computer and I don't, I don't really get phone calls. I, I mean, I get some, uh, people within my organization, but I don't get like a lot of outside, you know, I don't get parents calling me. I don't have teachers, <laughs> you know, I don't have all these, all these people that all have their own agendas reaching out to me. So I, yeah, props to well, you. I've, uh, well, you're very kind and I'm not, I'm not trying to be modest or anything. I do love what I do. I want to make sure. Right. Of, you're saying a minute ago about America. You know, you're like, I'm not dogging right. America. I love America. Right. But, you know, there's there's certain things, obviously, that irritate us. Same with my job. Uh, but overall, I love my job. And because I've had so many downs recently, I've been reflecting a lot about that. Like, okay, is this really worth it? And um, the big... And I've gone back and forth and I've come up with pros and cons. And one day this particular thought gets me 
you know, out of bed the next day. But the big overall arching theme that motivates me to do my job is uh, a quote I read uh, not too long ago or a meme or something I saw online. It's I don't know who said it, but it's I'm sure a million people said it because it's not that fancy. But it was basically, you know, the key to happiness in life or the thing that is going to make you the most happy is obviously not money or 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 your career, those kinds of things. It's the quality of your relationships. And I work in a very relationship heavy industry and, and building those relationships with the kids, with the teachers, with the parents, um, you know, it can be it can be hard because sometimes those relationships, there's there's conflict there. But uh, the real joy comes from overcoming that and seeing growth, usually from the students, but even parents sometimes. Um, and, and I create some really wonderful relationships in my in my job. And so it's very satisfying that way. And that's anyway, uh, you know, that's what keeps me going, I guess. I, I, I have to say this, Brett. I cannot tell you how many times Steph and I have both said to each other, gosh, Brett would be the coolest principal ever. We watched. So if, if you don't know, I don't know if we mentioned this last month or if it was even out last month. You made. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear the dog randomly. <laughs> Ooh. but we we watched your peaches video oh that was not out in our last episode so and that that was one of one of many times where we're like gosh brett is the coolest principal ever so tell, tell tell everyone tell everyone about your peaches video that's just me trying to incorporate video games into my job. I think I've mentioned this before since I work with little kids and I love video games. I try to connect the two <laughs> so that I'm even more happy at my job or at least have something to look forward to. Okay. Um, I, and I thought I posted this on our YouTube fit dad game dad. I didn't, I totally should. I think our you listeners, I, I don't know if they would like it per se, but um, it's relevant because it's video game. Long story short, end of year to keep kids because we're not the only ones burned out kids are burned out too they don't want to go to school anymore the weather is getting better they want to be outside and playing so in order to kind of motivate them a little bit i always try to do something at the end of the year fun and with the mario movie coming out i was like oh my gosh this is it this is mario's really popular right now i gotta capitalize on this This is my moment you know very (laughs) very rarely does uh, something come out that the kids love that i love equally you know a lot of times they're talking about some anime Japanese anime that's out or Pokemon and I'm just not into those things so um, anyway with Mario movie we did this whole end of year goal campaign where we're, we're trying to help the kids level up is what we call it which just means accomplish their goals and I made a power-up mushroom for every kid in the school and have this huge display and every power-up mushroom has the uh, kids's name on it and I took out the little um the little mushroom circles. So they're just blank. And then when they achieve their goal, they get to put a sticker on it. That's that circle. And so it looks like the, the little mushroom circles. And if they get enough stickers, I'm taking the whole school. Thank you. Huge shout out to the giving syndicate. It's a local nonprofit organization and they are funding, uh, this school-wide field trip. And I'm taking the whole school to see the Mario movie with popcorn and treats and I work at a school where a lot of kids uh, families can't afford to take them to the movie. So I know a lot of the kids have not seen the Mario movie yet, at least attend my school. And so they're really excited about this and to get them 
even more excited. I changed the lyrics to the Bowser Peaches Peaches song he sings. And instead of singing Peaches, 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 I sing the three principles that we're working on this time of year, which is practicing and having patience and uh, what the purpose is of this, this goal setting. So I sing about patience, 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 patience. Anyway, and those three things. And um, <laughs> so there's a video of me singing that song, playing it on the piano. It, the song was way too high. I have a whole new admiration for Jack Black because I he's a, he's a bigger guy. I mean, he's short, but he's you know he's he's stout, stocky. He's stocky, yeah, yeah. And usually, when you see guys like that, you don't think that they have a high vocal range. Well, I I got the sheet music, and I'm like, I can't sing that note. <laughs> so I'm like screaming, trying to sing these notes. So it's kind of out of tune. I apologize <laughs> if I do post it and you watch it and you're like, ah, that's so out of tune. But um, had a lot of fun making that video. The kids got a kick. And the best part was I did have one parent who watched the video, didn't say anything to me at the time. And about two weeks later, I get this message from her and she says, oh, my God, Mr. Baden. We went and saw the Mario movie last night, and now your video makes so much more sense. <laughs> so, so many of the kids and the parents just thought I was insane because it's a parody of the Bowser singing in the movie. And if you've seen the movie, it makes sense. But if you don't, all you see is this principal dressed up like a dinosaur screaming at the top of his lungs. And that can be very off putting for people who think I should be more professional, but <laughs> I'm glad they were able to make the connection that it was a parody. So I restored some of my professionalism. Anyway, sorry for that long story. We'll get that video posted, but it, yeah, is, no, it is fun. We, it is fun. We loved it. It was great. So, okay, Brett. Well, normally I would say it's the beginning of May, but it is mid-May. Mid-May. Mother's Day tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day tomorrow. We need to go back an account for April. Let's get into the skill tree. Okay. So, Brett, let's first go over our co-op goal our co-op goal was for uh, us individually to go on walks with our spouses uh, three times how did you do on the co-op goal i got out exactly three times maybe four uh it's always nice to get out and go on the walks with the spouse we mentioned that last time it uh it's just a, a good way to communicate and and get some exercise together and um had a rough winter, so the weather's finally nice enough to go out. Actually, I, I only went three times. I remember it was the fourth time we finally the snow finally melted, and I it looked nice. But this is what happens in Utah sometimes. It was so cold, and I was out there waiting for her for about five minutes, thinking we're gonna go on this walk. And after about five minutes, I came back in. I'm like, nope, it's still freezing out here. But it was a lot of fun. I I shared a picture on our Twitter of the sunset on one of these walks I went on and it was just uh, 
talk about a, a good way to get stress relief, just being out and, and enjoying the beauty of nature. So I thoroughly enjoyed this co-op goal. Thanks for uh, going on it with me. Okay, Josh, so how did your walking go? Well, obviously you walked over the place with Steph in Europe. Now, are we counting that, or do you have to go on three separate walks here in America? Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know <laughs> how to answer that. Um, <laughs> Steph and I did go Did on you go on three walks in America? So I'll tell you what I did. I did Awkward two pause. walks. Mm. I did two walks with Steph in America. I also mm-hmm. did two walks with my kids here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, it's not quite the spouse, but like there were days where she was at work and I was like, I'm just going to take one of my kids out on a walk. And then obviously, yes, um, multiple times in April, we went on, we were getting 22,000 steps a day. So yeah, we did yeah. go on walks. Um, but, but yes, I mean, um, depending on how tech I, I gave myself two points because yes, we did go on walks and I took my kids on walks. So eh, I don't know if you want to whatever, but yeah, we did. Well, and I'll be a good. little lenient. If you'll be a little lenient with me later on my gaming goal. Yes. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> um, you know, I guess the main idea was to go out and to have conversations and to connect and, I did it with my wife, but like I said, I also did it with my kids, which was actually really nice um, just to have that time to go out with them and, and to enjoy the the nice weather. So uh, I'm going to say a yes on the co-op goal. Yeah, definitely. Two points for both of us. Hey, what was your favorite place to walk in Europe or your favorite area? Well, okay. So I was, I was telling you early, I was telling you earlier that it kind of felt like two vacations because you had the natural beauty of Switzerland and then you had like the architectural beauty of Paris. It is really hard for me to pick which one I like more because both of them just blew me away. But I, I will say this. Um, I was not anticipating to have enjoyed Paris as much as I did. Not at all. Like, hmm. like I thought I would like it. But I thought going into this trip, Steph is going to love Paris. I'm going to love Switzerland. And I loved, loved, loved Paris. Mm, um, the so way awesome. that city is laid out is just, it's just beautiful. Like they, you can tell they must have a lot of regulations because they don't allow random buildings. When we were in Geneva, nothing against Geneva. Geneva was okay. But Geneva was kind of like this hodgepodge of architecture. Like there was some old stuff, some new stuff, all these different types of designs where Paris had this very distinct layout and design. And it just had a beauty to it. Uh, as a kid say, it had a vibe, which is such a oh, young person term. Like, I don't like that term, but but it really <laughs> felt applicable. <laughs> the old man in me struggles to adopt what the kids are saying these days. Slay, because... Josh. That's so slay. <laughs> But uh, but it really did. So um, so I really liked walking through the streets of Paris. I know exactly what you're saying because I have walked the streets of Paris with you. And so you don't need to you know describe it anymore. I've seen it with my own eyes when you and I strolled uh, those that those streets together in Assassin's Creed Unity. Been there. Been there. Don't need to go back. You know, it's funny because being there made me want to replay Unity also – um, the game that I played last year, a plague tale, I think it's a plague tale Requiem. I'm trying to remember what the new one's called. I played the first one. I think that was a plague tale Requiem. I can't remember what the second one is called, 
haven't played that, but that's based in France too. And now I'm like, ooh, I need to play the sequel. Ooh. Um, what other games are based in France? See, now I'm curious. This could be fun. But yeah, but I mean, but going to all these chateaus like really gave me that Assassin's Creed Unity vibe. But Paris was just fun, whether it was morning, midday, late at night, simple things like coming back from the laundromat or walking down to a cafe. Like I just loved it all. So that sounds cool. Oh, so jealous. So jealous. All right, let's move on before I get too jealous. And just okay. end this conversation. Let's go into the side quests. I'm going to go with my first one, and I'm going to make these ones quick. My first side quest was to prepack for Europe. We did, which was a good thing because we didn't have – we had carry-ons. We, we didn't check anything going out there. So, Ooh, uh, yeah, we did that ahead of time. Barely fit everything in, but, yes, two points there. So what was your first side quest? Uh, mine was uh, – and this is what I wrote down. Weigh myself every day. Ouch. I've gotten out of the habit of that since January because I know I've put on weight. And I knew if I got back in the habit of weighing myself every day, it would give me a little extra motivation. It did. And I did accomplish this goal. And yes, it hurt. It hurt more than even ouch. I'd probably put some words in there I can't say because this is a family uh, podcast. But yeah, I've gained close to 20 pounds uh, I lost 30, gained 15 to 20 back. And it's just, it was really depressing, but it, it helped me to get, uh, uh re like, Oh no, 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 no. That's it. You're done. You're done looking at the scale like this. <laughs> yeah. When, when I'm not doing well things, I don't want to weigh my, it's like, you want to be ignorant, but, but mm-hmm. it really does. It does act as a good motivation to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this. So yeah. Props to you, even if it is painful. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. It didn't move at all because all the stress I've been under, but it did motivate me to be like, okay, once the stress is over from school, um, I'm right back at it. Okay. My next one. This is, this is an interesting one. Um, <laughs> I know where this is Red Dead going. Redemption 2, trying to get it on the Steam Deck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the, that the side quest, the side quest was to go through all avenues and try and see, it wasn't necessarily to get it running on the Steam Deck. It, it was to see if I could. Mm-hmm. And I, I've talked about this previously about how I had a version. There was, I guess, two different versions and I didn't know. I spent hours. I mean, Ooh. hours upon hours going through, um, you know, Googling, going through Reddit posts of, you know, go into your, into Linux, type in this in the code, change that. And it, like, and I was, I'm not a programmer. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I was trying to follow these instructions and I got really deep in the weeds and I spent hours upon hours. I got so frustrated and this isn't the first game that I've had issues with. And I was like, I am. And this freaking... is your favorite game. Yes. Right. So, so this like, is not the one to make you mad. Yeah. So, but it was kind of the tipping point because I had, I've had a bunch of other games on the steam deck that were hard to get running. Now, once games are running well on the steam deck, it's a magical piece of equipment. So, but for me, I found out that the the struggle, the frustration just got to be too much. And I think I texted you one day and I was like, I'm done with the Steam Deck. The next day I took it into my local game store where they give me amazing trade in deals, not your typical 40, 50%. Um, and I sold it. 
Um, <laughs> I, I did get that text and it was awesome. It was awesome. It was like the ultimate rage quit. It's like, I'm not yes. only done with Red Dead 2, I'm done with the whole Steam Deck and I'm not even going to take a day to think about it. You were boom at the store and it was gone. I was yeah. like, oh, Which, sayonara which, Steam Deck. Like, like I said, when the, when the Steam Deck works, it was great. And, and for someone that has a PC background, that's a PC gamer, I could see how it's a wonderful piece of equipment. I was spending almost as much time trying to get games up and running on it as I was actually playing them. And here's the frustration thing is once, once I decided, okay, I can't get red dead to work. I was like, I'm going to play days gone. I had that already downloaded on there and it was listed as a game that was supposed to run well on the steam deck. And it was stuttering and causing issues. And I didn't really, I know you like the game from what little I played. I didn't enjoy it. And then when it had this really massive, like really massive slowdown, I was like, I'm done with this. I just, I don't care. And what I realized. Five frames a second. Seriously. What I realized was the thing that I really like the Steam Deck the most for was remote play. Mm. And because as long as you're in your own house and you have good Wi-Fi connection, it works well. So here's what I did. And this is not something that I would recommend for most people. Most people I'd say like, yeah, get a Steam Deck. But I sold my Steam Deck, and I got Ooh, what's a that? Logitech <gasps> G Cloud. Oh, that's that's the first time I've so seen basic, that, Josh. That's basically, cool. yeah. If you're watching the video version, I'm doing a little show and tell here. Stop the audio version and go watch the video and, version. Oh wait, that's beautiful. That's that's do more see, beautiful than Paris. Do you <gasps> see what that says right there? Wait, wait. Let me get my reading glasses on. Red Dead Redemption Two. And let me guess, it works. So it works as far as, well, uh, this is this is um, streaming. So that's your from PlayStation my Five. Oh, it's your. It's Xbox. my okay. it's my Xbox. Yeah, um, and I played it today for I don't know hour and a half or so, and it was awesome. Um, that's cool. So that was like a said, good solution for you, and like you said, maybe not for yes. everyone, but that I don't think it's for I don't trade-off. think it's for everyone because basically this is just an Android tablet with controllers on it is basically what it is. Um, and it's expensive. A lot of people would say, if you're going to spend that much money, spend a little bit more and get a steam deck. And I totally get it. I was frustrated with the steam deck. I didn't want to look at the steam deck anymore. I didn't want to touch it, but I did want something <laughs> to be able to play remotely. Um, Cause that's really what I wanted for the most. So, so I got this and so far I really like it. So oh, that's cool. a long explanation of saying the steam deck is gonzo. Uh, yeah, I booted <laughs> it. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I've, I've never seen you get rid of something so fast. I mean, th- yeah, you, you it definitely ticked you off. I can tell. Well, that's yeah, okay. You took did. a long one because my next one's super short. It was to make a sticker chart for me and Janine. I've had a lot of success with sticker charts. I don't, must be my elementary. I've probably mentioned this before. Sticker charts motivate me. It wasn't actually to do the sticker chart, just to make it. And so I'm going to be talking about more about how we're doing it later. But I made the sticker chart. We started using them, but nice. I get my two points just for making it. Nice. Oh, and I bought stickers that we both really like. So hers are animals motivating her, like little koala bears saying, yay, good job. And mine are Star Trek stickers because I'm really into Star Trek right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. My next one, and we talked about this last month, but was to flip my way to a new computer. Did that. It's totally completely paid off using it right nice. now 
Um, so yes. not a whole lot to say other than thank you, yard sales and classified ads. And I want to thank um, those yard sales and classifieds too, because it makes our recording go smoother. I hope you're enjoying it. Though. Yeah. Are you liking it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. The funny thing is, is I use it mostly for this podcast and then my kids use it a ton for a game called Animal Jam, which is just a oh, kid's yeah. computer oh, game. Oh no, I know like, Animal Jam. Oh Yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know Animal Jam, it, you're not a dad yet. But if you're a dad, you know Animal yeah, Jam. They've used it way more than I have. Yeah, so they love it. But yeah, it's been great. <laughs> That's pretty much anything you buy. Anything you buy for yeah. yourself, the kids love because they're going to take it over. In fact, I'm staring right now. You can't see it because it's on the other side. But there's a giant empty hole in my shelf where my PlayStation 5 used to be. And I can't remember if this is one of my goals or not. But the reason it's missing, <laughs> sadly, oh, my heart has been ripped out of me because my daughter bought a PSVR 2. She's been saving for months and months and months. And she really wanted me to set it up in the basement because there's more room to move. And so I unplugged it from my game room, took it downstairs, and haven't seen it in months, or at least one month. You you made me nervous for a second. I thought you were going to say, like, I got rid of the PS5. I'm like, oh. no. <laughs> no, I'm saving for a second one so I can get one back yeah. up in here. The point is my kid took it away. <laughs> the kid's yeah, we, enjoying it more than me. Gosh, this is total spoiledness but yeah we ended up getting a second oh, yeah. one a couple months ago so basically we sold the ps4 pro and then because it had a couple extra controllers with it and since i saw a lot online i knew how much i could get and then i found a used ps5 and i think it ended up being like an 80 dollar difference so i was yeah. like yeah i yeah. mean it's gonna play the ps4 stuff anyway so i asked my oldest son andrew i was like would you rather have a ps5 downstairs where he which is right in here and uh, yeah, he jumped all over that. So I made him pay the difference. So he paid yep. the 80 bucks and I'm like, here you go. Here's a PS5. So I'm going to be following in your, your footsteps and you're right. Major first world problem, right? Yeah. But, yeah. For real. But we're big gamers. So it's kind of our thing. I always tell my wife, it could be worse. I could be into cars or I could be into well, like camping or all train vehicles or something way more expensive. I've had the same conversation where I'm like, you know, not just with my wife, but just with people in general where I'm like, you know, like maybe they say like, oh, you got all these video games. Like, yeah, but I don't have I don't have expensive hobbies. I'm rather cheap. I mean, I'm wearing a plain gray T-shirt. I don't go clothes shopping. I don't I don't spend money on anything else. And the money I do spend on games is from flipping other games. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. But well, we're and I talk about that a little bit more too, though. We yes, we are, and I have a mission for you yeah, too when we get there. I have, I have some things. I have some things to to say regarding my video game collection. And you wouldn't tell me in the text, so I really want to hurry and get there. But I do want to say that I sold my PlayStation Four Pro as well, but I gave the money to my daughter because she didn't. She wasn't able to quite save up five hundred dollars. Surprisingly, right. I mean, how does a how does a twelve year old earn five hundred dollars? So I gave her a big chunk of it from the, the the PlayStation Pro sales. Anyway, I wish I could have used that money for another PS5, but it was worth it because, man, I got this really cute video I shared with you. Hopefully, I think I, I think I shared it with you on Easter. We surprised her and gave it to yeah. her a little early, and yeah. she literally cried. She cried, like full on yeah. legit tears. She was so happy. So it was it was worth it. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay. I totally lost track. I think it's your turn here on the uh, side quest. Um, sure, I'll go. Yes, um, yes, it is. My next one, yeah, was to attend church twice a month. Now, I made this goal. This is kind of funny. I will say, yes, I did this. 
But the reason I made this goal is because I knew I was going to be, wait, wait, let me do air quotes. I knew I was going to be going to church for Easter. And so I thought, okay, well, I only have to do it one more time. Uh, my wife didn't want to go to church on Easter morning. <laughs> and I fully support that. And so I was looking at the counter. And I'm like, crap, that means I have to go two more, the last two weeks in a row. And I did it. That's how bad I wanted nice these job. points. Yes, it wasn't nice. too bad. It wasn't too bad. So anyway, I'll probably go again in May. We'll see. Uh, it's Mother's Day okay. tomorrow. So she'll probably not want to go on Mother's Day either. <laughs> she loves church, but, you know, she likes to sleep in too. So I'll let yeah, her do you guys have early? Do you have early church then? Uh, no, it's not too early. It's like at 1030. But, you know, when you have okay. teenage kids, that's early because they don't get up till noon. Yeah, our, ours is 9 a.m. church, so oh, yeah, it'll, it'll come early after after we get done recording tonight. So, <laughs> Okay. Oh, what was, well, what was your next side? We better get going then. What's your next side question? <laughs> my next one was to uh, take one of my kids out to dinner, and mm-hmm. I did that. Um, nice. You know, you know, the funny thing is, is now that I'm looking, it feels like this was ages ago, and I'm like, which kid did it I take? Totally I did it, does. I, I did like right after. I'm pretty sure it was it ages was, ago. I'm pretty sure it was. Was it Jake or was it Sam? I think it was. You know, it's funny because at first I, I, I was I was going to take my daughter and I was like, hey, do you want to go to dinner? And she was like, oh, I'm going to go do something with friends. I'm like, OK, move on to the next kid. And I kind of felt like I got like like far. I was like, someone will anyone want to go to dinner with me? <laughs> and um, you're just not cool. Yeah, Remember so, the slang you were using a minute ago? They they don't want to be in public yeah. when you use those kind of words. It's, it's embarrassing. Well, it was it was it was Jake, my youngest. He's he's six. And um, I can't remember. I can't remember where he picked, but he's very picky and it might've been like McDonald's or something like that. I was willing to take him to like a nicer, not like crazy fancy. Right. But like, you know, a nice meal and all the things I was like, how about this? How about that? Nope. 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 So. Nope. The kids love yeah, the McDees. Yeah. So anyways, we did it. I was going to say, we need to change this podcast to, instead of fit dad, game dad, old dad, game dad, because none of us can remember anything <laughs> that's why we have yeah, to record gosh we can't go this late into the month we've all forgotten what we did uh yeah. a month and a half ago already but hey good job my my next goal is similar was kind of do stuff with the kids i love the i love that about our side quests is that we can you know make some goals to spend some one-on-one time with the kids i was going to try and do one with each of my kids similar to you i did invite one of them to go driving with me and that never materialized the older one's been really, really busy. Uh, a lot of school. She's graduating, so and she's in play right now. In fact, that's why we're recording late. Cause I, we went to her performance, and it was awesome. She did so good. She had the lead in the play, and it was this comedy. It was so, so funny. Um, so I didn't even get a chance to do anything with her. But I did take my youngest. Hey, we have hey we have that in common. We took our youngest. So nice. <laughs> they they don't know that dads aren't cool yet. That's why we like our youngest. Anyway, I took her to a jazz game, the last jazz game of the season. They didn't make the playoffs. Uh, we actually had a lot of fun at the game. The game was, uh, here's my memory now. I can't remember if we won or lost. I think we won. Uh, but it doesn't matter because it was just about the experience. And she had a lot of fun cheering and trying to catch swag and eating the hot dogs and the popcorn. And uh, it was kind of the culmination of her basketball career. Because you remember I 
you helped me coach her yeah. team. And uh, the program is called Junior Jazz. You know this, but maybe our listeners don't. And so they anyone that participates, the actual Utah Jazz basketball organization gives tickets, two free tickets to uh, the participants. And so it's a lot of fun for them to go and, uh, you know, learn the game of basketball, play the game of basketball, and then go experience the professional, uh, the professional sporting event itself. So we had a lot of fun. Nice. Okay. My last side quest was to go to yard sales twice, which I mean, not really a hard thing because I love yard sales. Um, but I only had two weekends and the first weekend was literally the morning after we recorded and there wasn't a ton of listings because it was still kind of early in the yard sale season. However, both of those weekends ended up being uh, great uh, for this. I mean, I, I look for video game stuff and I just found a ton of good stuff. Mm. Um, nice. So that, that was nice. That was motivating because there are some mornings where you're waking up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday driving around and if you don't find anything it's it's easy for me to get grouchy fast when you're like why am i waking up on a saturday right like it just it's it's easy to to lose motivation Uh, i went out this morning today's saturday yeah i went out this morning which is a saturday and it was just kind of okay it was a little bit rainy so a lot of the yard sales were canceled it was not my best day it wasn't horrible um but i didn't stay out forever because i'd I drove around quite a bit and there were signs and then they didn't have their sales cause it was raining. So, but yeah, I did it. Um, and I was really glad I did cause they were, um, just really, really, really good and profitable days to go out. So it was great. Okay. So, uh, Josh, I'm going to, a little later in the podcast, I'm going to have a, a side quest mission for you. We, we can give each other side quests. Now you can accept it if you, you want or not, but, um, I sold, I got to preface this. I sold my Switch. I think I mentioned this on the show and pre-ordered the Switch uh, Zelda Special Edition, which I just got the other day. It's amazing. And in between that time, some of my students had earned Mario Kart time because I reward them. And I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have my Switch right now. What are we going to do? So I busted out the Wii. I'm like, "Ah, you know, uh, Mario Kart Wii was a great one. Well, I open up the the box. I got the, you know, the, the box. Uh, and there's no game in there. And I thought, oh, crap, where is it? And I go and I thought to myself, well, maybe it's in the Wii itself. Maybe that's the last game I played. I mean, who knows last time I played the Wii, but I had already unplugged it and was heading off to work. And so as a backup, I grabbed Mario Kart Double Dash and all of my GameCube controls just in case. And I got there, plug it in, hit the eject button. Nothing comes out. I come home. I go through all of my boxes, all my cartridges. And cannot find Mario Kart Wii. And I'm pretty sure that game is, uh, there's there were bazillion copies of it made. So <laughs> anyway, my challenge to you is if you find me a copy of Mario Kart Wii, I'll buy it off you. That's going to be your challenge. Okay. I'll definitely keep my eyes on it. It's, it's funny. Um, a year or two ago, probably about two, maybe even three years ago, I found a ton of Wii stuff every week just about because people were unloading it. It's kind of getting to that point where it's not impossible. Like I actually picked up a Wii this morning, um, but I'm finding less and less of them. I think I know what happened. I left the game disc in a black Wii and I sold it to get a white Wii 
Uh, and so maybe it's still floating. Yeah. So maybe if you buy one and hit the eject, maybe you'll actually find my very copy of it. It's one of the things I love when I buy a Wii is plugging it in and hitting the eject button because it's almost 50-50 <laughs> that there'll be a game in there. Seriously. And it's a nice <laughs> little bonus game. So, so I always check to see what's in there. Okay, but yeah, I'll oh, keep my funny. eye out. All right, thank you. Thank you. That's That'll be one of your... You, you may accept two points for that if you accomplish it in May. That was all of my side quests. I think you have a couple more, so I'll let you finish out the side quests. Uh, I did. I did have just one more, and that was to sell the Legos that I'm no longer uh, using to play for place to pay for the PlayStation VR two. I ended up selling my PS4 Pro, like I mentioned, to pay for the PS VR two. But I did sell some Legos to pay for my new switch limited edition so i accomplished this goal however i still have not gone through all my legos this is i did not expect this when i moved josh i did not expect the legos would be the hardest thing to unpack everything has been unpacked in this house except the legos and they and i try to be so careful putting them in the box but they just fell apart and they take forever to try and find all the pieces because I put more than one set in the same box. And so when you got all these loose pieces, I'm not sure if it goes with this set or with that set. And they fill off of these really weird places that you wouldn't notice. So I have to scour page and page of instruction book to try and find where it fell off. And I don't have as much room for them anymore. So sometimes when I get frustrated and can't find pieces, I just throw them up on eBay. I've got two uh, on eBay right now. The Hulkbuster just sold and I threw that in a box. And I got Voltron up for sale. So if any of you are in the market for some Legos, hit me up. <laughs> I'm just trying to get rid of them because they're more hassle than it's worth at this point. Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll talk later about, you know, about clearing things out because uh, I can I can relate to that. We both got um, the spring cleaning bug or something. Yeah, you know, I, I want to yeah, hear about seriously. yours. I'm not sure what, what, what your motivation is, but that was my last side quest. Boom. Okay. Let's talk about our gaming goals. Um, I'll go first, and these are our main was... quests, right? Yeah, sorry. Oh no, our we're not. Quests. Yeah, these these come from our main quests. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, so mine was to either reach the center of the universe or get twenty five hours of gameplay in No Man's Sky, and I kind of felt like. Wait, um, isn't Paris the center of the universe? I mean, so you might be. have accomplished this goal just by going to Paris. I mean, that's what the Parisians think. I mean, OK, sorry. Bad joke. I, I, don't, know I, I don't know if I'd argue. Um, <laughs> so that was half of it. The other half was to do three more chapters in Fire Emblem Engage. Now, I remember this goal. This was the really confusing goal. Do this and do that. And do this. And, OK, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So basic, basically, with No Man's Sky reaching the quote unquote center of the universe is kind of what they consider beating the game because it's a never-ending game mm -hmm. um, if you're doing the, the story quest. Um, I fell off of No Man's Sky, which isn't shocking because I kind of told you it was kind of just hitting at the right time. You know, I'm glad I played it, but I kind of just felt like after, I don't know, I was probably 18 hours into it, I kind of felt like it was all games are rinse and repeat to some extent, but it just felt like it was very, very much rinse and repeat. And... And the hook, which was fun for a while, just kind of wore off. So I didn't do that. I did finish three more chapters in Fire Emblem Engage. Um, nice. And I, gosh, I am liking that game quite a bit. 
the problem is it's always this afterthought. Like when I went on vacation, I brought uh, Mario Sunshine and I, I beat that. It was not a goal or anything. I just, it was kind of a personal goal because I'd never beat it. But I haven't played Fire Emblem Engage in a couple weeks and now I'm playing a couple other things and it kind of feels like it might be sitting on the back burner for a little bit. But so yeah. I'm giving myself one out of two points because I did the Fire Emblem portion of it. That that's uh, that's pretty impressive uh, that you finished Mario Sunshine too, though. Even though that wasn't part of your your gaming goals, so that game is freaking hard for a Mario game. Uh, it's, right, it's a hard Mario game. <laughs> I, I I haven't played it since the game. I haven't played the remastered, which is the one you played. The thing I remember being hard was the camera. Was that what was what made it hard, or was it something else? I can't. I that that sticks out in my mind. Um, you know, yes, but okay. So I have now beat all the Mario 3D All-Stars, which is Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. And the camera is super bad on Mario 64, which is one of my all-time favorite games. So in comparison, it's better than 64. But yeah, the camera's weird because you don't have like a 360 way of moving it around. You can kind of move it. It's almost like 180 and then it stops and then you kind of have to turn mm -hmm. it back. So I kind of got used to it. Um, but the hard thing, well, there are just some levels that are just made to be frustrating. Um, they're just, crazy <laughs> that's difficult. why they made them. <laughs> well, I mean, they're these like challenge levels, but you have to get through them and they are really frustrating. The other thing that is hard about it is a lot of times you just don't know where you're supposed to be going, what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so I, there were times where I just YouTube and watched someone walk through, not so much to, uh, I mean, I guess to, to help me, but just cause I don't have the patience to like, let me spend three hours trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go on this level. Like it's a Mario game. I shouldn't have to be confused as to where I'm going, what I'm doing. Um, let, let me ask you a question. You might answer it differently depending on where you were in your life, but would you have been able to have the patience to beat it without YouTube? Because... I beat it now I was younger, so I, I probably would say no to that question at this age, but I beat it before YouTube existed, and if it was that hard where you had to look at YouTube, I'm thinking to myself, man, how did I do it back then? I guess I must have just had a lot more patience in my youth. Either a lot more patience, or I mean, there are, you, you know, a lot of people would buy guides, um, but no, if, if it wasn't for YouTube, there are certain levels that I would never make it past hmm. um and it's frustrating well, i'm trying to decide if i should replay that one yeah it it was fun it was fun um i did enjoy it um like i said there was a challenge aspect and then there was the aspect of just like getting lost or just not knowing like some levels were very straightforward and very typical mario fashion but then you'd have these other ones where you just didn't know what the heck you're supposed to do so i remember a lot of fences in that game. Was that just me? Are we climbing a lot on fences? Yeah. Yeah, there's a fair amount of that. There's there's one world where it's full of it, and it's like the second world that you do, so I could see where you would remember that. But I kind of did them out of order, and I did that world last. You don't have to do them in any order, but it's kind of typically considered the one that you – like the world two area. Mm -hmm. Um such a weird, obscure Mario game, though, isn't it? Isn't it kind of one of the more yeah. 
obscure ones yeah. for sure. So it is, but then there's like Mario two. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's your standard kind of Mario fair. And then there's just the weird oddball ones too, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was, but it was fun. Like, I know I'm kind of painting it in this way that maybe feels a little negative. It was fun. It was not my favorite Mario game, but I still really enjoyed playing it. So anyways, that had nothing to do with anything, but yeah, no, no, no. I'm just fat. I'm curious because it's one I really wanted to replay. In fact, it was the first one I wanted to replay when I got the all-star pack, the three pack that you're talking about. And in the original GameCube version, it had inverted camera controls. I always play inverted. I know you don't, but in the remastered, it didn't at launch. And I still wanted to play it, but I just couldn't. I can't do it unless it's inverted. And there was some talk at first on social media that Nintendo wasn't going to patch that in. They were just going to leave it. And that really made me mad. But then I I did hear they added the patch so you can do the inverted camera. So I've, I've been trying to decide if I should go back. And one of the things that I'm glad, though, that they didn't um, patch it right away is because I had bought the game thinking I was going to play Sunshine first. And since it wasn't patched, I decided to do six Mario 64, which I had never played. Then you had played that and I had played Sunshine. So but really, those were the only two Mario games you and I had never played. And um, so you were kind of encouraging me at the time to play through Mario 64. And it was rough because of the camera angle. But I'm yeah. super proud. I got through that game and finally beat that. And, and um, you know, that's a that's a classic. You got to you got to say you've beaten that one. Yeah, depending on what your definition is of a mainline Mario game, like if I'm just saying like mainline console Mario game, like I'm not counting like Paper Mario or all the offshoot ones, uh, Sunshine was the only one that I'd never beat. So I was I was happy to play it through. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. Well, let me tell you about my gaming goal, and then we're going to be done after this with our main mission because I'm looking at, uh, as you know, listeners, we have three goals that make up our main mission, a gaming goal, a fitness goal, and an eating goal. And I'm seeing, after I report on my gaming goal, a whole bunch of zeros on mine and Josh's side for fitness and eating. We got some big donuts for the rest of So we mentioned that earlier in the show. We've both had a rough month. So uh, let's talk about the positive first. The positive here is that I beat a game. And this is where I asked for a little grace. Um, beating a game is a big deal, especially when considering how busy I've been. Now, my goal was not to beat this game. My goal is to beat Hogwarts Legacy. Didn't even touch it. But I really, Josh, really wanted to keep playing Assassin's Creed in April. Because, you know, I finished Ezio Collection. And I was so close to putting in the disc for Assassin's Creed 3, but I was too lazy to get up off the couch. True story. So I'm sitting there staring at my PlayStation, seeing what's already downloaded on there. And I'm scrolling through and I see Watch Dogs 2. Now this is a game, the original Watch Dogs is what inspired me to buy my PlayStation 4. I was so hyped up for that game. The hype for that game, for me, really caught my attention. I ended up enjoying the game. I didn't love it. It was not, it did not live up to the hype for me, but it was fun enough and it was enough of a catalyst to really get me into the PlayStation 4 back in the day that um, I felt like I owed it to myself to play Watch Dogs 2. And I have started Watch Dogs 2 
three other times and never made it more than one mission. And for some reason, out of all the games in my backlog, that game has been eating at me. It's been saying, play me, play me, play me. And so there I was in a very lazy mood and thinking to myself, well, it's a Ubisoft game. It's kind of like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Maybe it'll scratch that same sort of itch. I downloaded it and it took a while. I mean, this was the fourth time I started that game. And I was just determined this time. I don't know what it was, but I got through it and I ended up liking it quite a bit. I think I liked the first one more. Um, I'm definitely not going to play the third one. I didn't like the uh, how they changed it and how you'd be these different characters. And I watched a bunch of reviews after I finished two thinking, okay, well, maybe I should play the whole series. Uh, uh, no, I think I'm done with Watch Dogs. But what I'm asking for is a little grace because beating a game with how little time I had, even though it wasn't the one I said I was going to beat, I started it and finished it in April. I'm begging for one point. I need some points because the rest are donuts. Will you give me a point, Josh? Well, you know, yes. Um, yes, I, I will say thank this, you. So, <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate that if there's ever someone that can appreciate the changing a game on a whim, it's me. You know that. We've talked about this. Um, you mentioned originally your goal is Hogwarts Legacy. That's a game that I've made goals with before, haven't come through. I really like the game. Um, mm -hmm. I think the problem was my wife wanted to watch it and I think I just need to play it on my own. But the problem now is tears of the kingdom is out. I showed oh, you, I started playing red dead two. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So you're rubbing off on me because uh, I did this. I did a, you think, you know, I, not only did I beat Watch Dogs two, I started Donkey Kong tropical freeze. And on another day when I wasn't as lazy, I did a bad thing. I downloaded Assassin's Creed 3 and started playing it. <laughs> hey, I got... Yeah. Si I'm six missions in out of 12. So I'm actually... I could finish that off actually pretty soon here. But I it, I totally feel like I'm doing a Josh thing. I'm all over the place. I have too many games going on. And I'm Tears of the Kingdom is staring at me in the eyes. And I'm like, I, I just can't. I got to finish these other games first. So I'll say this about Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I went... So it came out Friday. This is the day after... It came out. Sam has beat um, Breath of the Wild four times, the last time on Master Mode. He is a hardcore Breath of the Wild fan, which I love. Andrew, my oldest son, has beat Breath of the Wild, I think, twice. It's been a couple years. But when he was younger, he played through that game a ton, too. We had a Breath of the Wild-themed party for him years ago when he was, I don't know how old he was, like 10 or something like that. So they both love it. Um, so Friday morning, I woke up early and I start work at 7am. I woke up at six and went to my local Walmart and picked up a copy. I was going to get two as crazy as it sounds. Cause there's three of us in the house that really want to play it. And I know Zelda games hold their value. So I, I looked at it this way. If we have two copies and we're not fighting over time to play it as much, and I can always go back and sell one and probably recoup like 80% of what I paid on. Mm -hmm. Like it almost just be mm -hmm. more like a rental. They would only allow me to get one. Um, which oh, is really? okay. I yeah. I, I'll still probably go get another one. I, I, I checked in a few other stores today and it was sold out. Um, 
so however when we had the one copy i was like i'll just hold off because i have hogwarts legacy i have fire emblem engage i started red dead um you know I, and there's others that i'm forgetting but i have all these other games that i've started or or have in my backlog and i was like i'll just let sam kind of play it first well the kid being sweet as can be yesterday he'd played it for like well first he played it for an hour that morning before school i woke him up a little bit early kind of surprised like i got him out of bed and i was like sam look at this look what i got so he hustled and got it's ready christmas to play morning hour. yeah <laughs> seriously cute. um but then friday afternoon he's like dad i want you to play it I'm like no 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 Aww. you keep playing you keep playing he's like no no you play it and he was just so persistent that i was like all right, I guess I'll start. So I played like 20 minutes was all at the time because I just had a lot going on, but I played for like 20 minutes. And then once I started, I was enjoying it. So I've, I've probably played like an hour of it. So I haven't mm. played much yet, but I'm loving it. But at the same point, I was kind of like, I already had my mindset of I'll play it in a few months. And now I'm like, well, I guess I'm juggling Red Dead Redemption 2 and, and, and Tears of the King, which reminds me of when you were playing Breath of the Wild and horizon zero dawn and i was like what are you doing brett you can't play these two huge games and what am i doing same thing <laughs> well let me tell you how that ended in case you forgot um i had to abandon one of them i couldn't do both at the same time and you would think i would abandon um horizon but i i abandoned breath of the wild and finished off horizon and then i didn't finish breath of the wild till about a year after it had released so i'm hoping for tears of the kingdom uh to definitely play it sooner than that but i am uh thankfully i don't have a son <laughs> who's so sweetly that was actually a really really sweet story uh begging me to play it um uh, so you you i don't blame you at all for giving in to his demands and how 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 cool is that, that he wants you to play it does he watch you while you play it yeah he did and i think part of the reason he was so persistent is he loves talking about it like mm. just nonstop. And I mm -hmm. told him, I was like, if you play this first, I was like, you can't tell me everything about this game. And so I think there's, uh, there's some motivation there too, where he wants me to not be too far behind so we can talk about it, which is fun. It's a fun bonding experience. So my fitness goal last, last month was 25 minutes of exercise. I don't even want to talk about week. it. <laughs> um, you know, this is an excuse. It's just honestly what, happened um the last i don't know what it was last two weeks of the month well the last week of the month i was i was in europe so i wasn't so concerned about that but it was a week before i just got off track i, I was just stressed and just uh, stress sounds bad um i know i was going on vacation i was just busy getting ready and i let that be my excuse of why i wasn't exercise and i probably should have squeezed it in but it just felt like every day there was so much to do um so i i just didn't get it done um so yeah so big goose egg there well i really like how you uh rephrased that from stress to have trying to get a lot done that's a very positive way of of saying it um so kudos to you for having a growth mindset i had a fixed mindset that's the opposite of a growth mindset meaning i i'm just gonna call the spade a spade it was stress for me that i didn't and i'm gonna do both of mine right now because they were both stress related and honestly it was a choice between either 
uh, eating crappy food and not caring about my fitness or quitting my job. I mean, I had some really bad, bad days in April with my job. I came home freaking exhausted, stressed beyond belief. And either I had a bowl of ice cream or I didn't show up to work the next day and gave my employer a, a big old middle finger, which <laughs> I, I have nothing against my employer itself. So if any of my colleagues are listening to this, just <laughs> yeah, let's, let's walk it back a little bit. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> really just uh, the stress just really overwhelmed me. And uh, part of it's my own fault because if I had been exercising, eating healthier, um, I don't know. It's it's chicken before the egg syndrome. I don't know. Did the stress come first or did the eating like, did I maybe wasn't as strict with my eating exercise. So then I was overly stressed, but I, I, I really do think though that my, the stress of my job just, I think that was what came first. So uh, that's all I have to say about that. I'm going to get back on the wagon though. I'm feeling a little motivated now, especially with you being back in town. Yeah. Well, that's just it. You know, like I, you know, I'll, I'll just have my eating goal. My eating goal was no more than two cheat days pre-vacation. That last that last week was super stressful with my work as well. And with just everything going on that I just, yeah, just didn't do great with it. Um, and I, and I, I gave myself an excuse, you know, in my head, I was like, well, I'm not going to be eating well in, in Europe because mm. I mean, I, I just knew going in like, Hey, I'm going to eat food in Europe. Like, France is like the food capital of the world. And it was amazing. Um, mm. But I should have been stricter. It was really like the last three days that I just kind of gave up. Cause I was like, I know I'm not going to be eating well there. So just stupid excuses. But yeah, the, one of the things I'm really grateful about having this podcast is that accountability and the, you know, trying to just get back on the horse. Right. So, so yeah, we didn't do great on our, on our fitness and eating goals, but, uh, but yeah, it's a brand new day. So, yeah. And we, we didn't do too bad on our, uh, co-op missions though. We did or on our, sorry, our side quests. So let me summarize for everybody to kind of show you where we're at. Now we came into this episode with the first time ever you being ahead two levels. So after all that's said and done, after adding up all those zeros and donuts, um, and some of the points we have in there too. You have, my friend, 52 points. And that makes you level 10. You leveled up one level. Congratulations. First person to get double nice. digits in this little uh, journey we're going on. Now, I must have gotten... So I was level 6. I must have gotten... I, I didn't... I can't figure out how I caught up. <laughs> but somehow, I must have gotten a few more side quests than you. Because I was able to level up two levels. No three levels i was only one point away from being level seven last time and so i'm right, level I nine. that yeah yeah so yes. i'm level nine so i have thankfully not too far behind again i'm back with just i don't know if i ever beat you but i, I was starting to feel really bad about myself that i was falling two levels behind so i'm level nine you're level 10 watch out you got the comeback kid staring you down i see you taking you down next month well brett in in the attempt to keep this episode a little shorter, I don't know if we'll accomplish it. We are going to forego the. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a long time. We were like, "Hey, let's just keep this really short." I haven't talked to you in a month and a half. 
What what made yeah. us think we were going to keep this under two hours? Well, anyway, I, and I I, th- I think the 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 thought was we're going to be recording again here in a couple of weeks, and where we normally do once a month. Now that we're doing this, you know, middle of the month, we're like we're going to be coming right back in a couple of weeks. So we're keeping some of the goals simpler, but yeah, the length of this episode might not be a whole lot shorter. But we are cutting out the mini game for tonight, and we'll come back to that next month. That being said. <laughs> I never win those anyway, so I wasn't too heartbroken about that. <laughs> that being said, Brett, let's uh, let's jump over into our co-op, and that is going to be a simple one, but let's get into it. You came across to me and were like, hey, let's just... We need to kind of get back on track, which we do. So you're like, let's let's just make sure that we are texting each other daily, which we do for fun. But let's make sure that we're texting each other daily in regards to how we're doing with our eating and our fitness goals. And I really like that because I need that motivation right now. So Uh, I think I talked about this last month. My biggest fear about vacation is that it always, always, always gets me off track and it's always hard to get back. So, yeah. and um, I didn't go on vacation, but you, you had mentioned it only took you three days of, of mentally saying I'm done and you're, and, and then it just ruins the rest of the month. My big fear right. is I have this great opportunity in 15 days to have no stress. Well, much, much less stress because the kids go right. away for a couple of months. And I need positive momentum. I can't just start cold turkey on June 1st. And so I'm really excited about this goal because if we're texting each other and motivating each other, I can slowly build to it. And then when June comes, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of back to a better baseline and I can work up from there. So that's where I'm at. I- I'm really glad you said momentum because I'm going to get into this in, in my other goals, but I'm, and I've said this before, I'm going to take the baby step approach. My goals this month are going to come across to most people as being really simple. And that's the point. I mean, I'll get into them later, but building momentum means a lot. Cause like you, I just can't do cold Turkey very well. I've done it, you know, a couple times, but I kind of have to, you know, you have to walk before you run type thing. Right. And I think that can apply to your, to your mindset to, to say like, Hey, I can do this little thing. So let me try doing a little more. So, yeah, I really like this. Um, and I think it's gonna, gonna really help. Okay. So that's it. That's a simple co-op goal is text each other and try and keep each other accountable. Um, And, you know, I've said this before, that's one of the things I did with Bobby Paul's years ago where I would text him first thing in the morning. And and it really made you think the day before, like, hey, I'm going to have to tell him how I did. And and it adds a little a little layer of of pressure. You don't want to let someone down. Well, if I let you down, will you still be my friend? No. Ah! (laughs) Might as well just give up now. Show's over. Podcast is over. That was our final episode. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. No, I'm going to do it. That's how my mindset okay. is right now. I'm like feeling like, okay, this is going to be hard. But uh, yeah, it'll be nice because I, like you said, I'll know. Well, got to tell Josh. 
He's going to be mad at me. Okay, Brett. Well, let's keep this train moving. It's time for the grind. Let's get into our side quests. Now, I'm going to say this. With it being a short month, I only, well, I think I put in four side quests. Um, one is one that I'd thought about before. It's kind of cheating because I comp I checked it off today. Um, but yeah, I wanted, I wanted the side quests to be kind of like all my goals. I wanted them to be simple this month. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you just go through all so, four of them then? So to kind of, okay. I can go through mine. Okay. So, so my first one was to get a mother's day gift, uh, both for my mom and for my wife. Uh, I kind of did some untraditional gifts this year. Um, okay. I mean, we, I, I went out tonight and got the typical, you know, flowers and chocolates that are quote unquote from the kids, um, for my wife. But, uh, our, our ceiling fan and our bedroom had this weird issue where the fan would work or the light would work, but not both anymore. <laughs> it was one or the other. Oh my gosh. That's and got their wires crossed literally. I mean, it's an old fan. So I went out today this morning. I had the thought of, you know, I'm just going to go get a new fan. So I went out and I got a, a smart home fan, which is awesome. To be able to say, wait a minute, hey, Josh, is this gift for blank. her or for you? Let's be honest here. It's for both of us. But the, <laughs> there the you go. Is, good answer. The the big issue beforehand was the remote on our previous fan would only work part of the time, and we we're always losing it. So this one has a remote, but the fact that it has Google integration because that's what we use in our house. Um, it's like even if I don't have the remote, you can dim the lights you can change the tone of the lights you can change the speed of the fan all that kind of stuff just through um through voice commands which is really i don't want to say the term too well because it's there's one over there and it's going to start listening yeah yeah, yeah. And i have one here too that would turn off all the lights if i said something so it's cool to yeah. do i love doing that that's that's a cool feature so so that was the gift for my wife and i installed it put it in today um oh whoa so, that's, so you didn't just buy it today you installed it today that's impressive Give yourself yeah, three points yeah. for that. Just kidding. I didn't say that. Two points. <laughs> um, the, the gift for my mom, it was another really untraditional one. Um, I won't really get into the specifics, but she had mentioned someone near and dear to her um, that is struggling and struggling financially. And so mm -hmm. instead of getting my mom, you know, like, a gift card for a massage or whatever. I reached out to my siblings and it's someone we all know and, and all love. And I just said, uh, how, how, what if we pitched in some money for a grocery gift card? And so I, we all did. And I called my mom and I said, Hey, I got you a mother's day gift, but it's not really for you. Um, I said, it's more, um, a way of honoring you. And like I said, I'm kind of talking about this vaguely, not that this person would listen to this podcast. They wouldn't, but if someone that knew them did, I wouldn't want to embarrass anyone. Um, but yeah, so we, we all pitched in and then I called my mom and said, Hey, we're, uh, cause she was gonna, she was going to do this on her own. And I said, we're, we're pitching in for this. So, so it's not a gift for you, but it's 
something that had been a stress for her. And I think the fact that we all pitched in, she said it made her heart happy. So I think we did the right thing by not, you know, getting the traditional chocolates or whatever. Oh, totally. That's amazing. That's a really cool story. And not surprising to me and anyone that knows you that this is kind of your idea. You're very, very thoughtful. Anyone that knows Mr. Josh Stapleton here, Hmm. always thinking about others, but not, not just thinking about them, like taking action. Like I know you've supported other people in the communities, uh, online communities that you're part of and your local community, um, financially, emotionally, whatever they need. You're so good at that. And that is, I have the hardest time buying for my mom. She has everything she needs. You kind of planted a seed for me. That's, I might have to kind of model next year's or even Christmas gifts after this kind of idea of taking stress off of her or donating to a cause she really cares about. That's so cool. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's always that concern of like when you say to your mom, like, Hey, we got you a gift, but it's not for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it just, like you said, you, you kind of get to the point where yeah, like, yes, we could get her some random gift, but it just felt like it was something that would be more meaningful, I guess. Well, I like how you said, too, it's not for you, but it's to honor you. That's a cool way of saying it. Right. Um, Way to go. Okay, so that was that. Um, My next side quest is to meal plan. Um, It sounds silly, and it's... That ain't silly. That ain't silly. Well, coming back from vacation, you know, we didn't have any groceries, and, and when I'm eating well, a lot of it is because I have a protein and a veggie for dinner type thing. And I've noticed this week since we've been been playing catch up that uh, a lot of it's just been eating whatever you can eating on the go. And that's just a great way to uh, gain back all the weight that I've lost. I mean, I did gain 10 pounds in Europe, which I kind of anticipated Mm -hmm. um, that that would happen. So, I mean, I'm not... I'm not happy about it, but I'm also not like broken up over it because I knew I was going to eat all the food over there. Um, but yeah, so meal plan. So starting uh, Monday, because with Mother's Day tomorrow, I guess we did meal plan for tomorrow, but it's not like a healthy meal plan because it's Mother's Day. So starting Monday, I'm getting back on that that train that train of eating eat my veggies and and get my protein. Uh, so meal planning that's one of the baby steps. Um, okay, the Next one, actually, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bit out of order. Um, this is another one that's kind of vague. Um, but I just had a side quest that said, do something for someone else. And I'm, I'm going to exclude anyone from inside the walls of my house and it can be as simple or as hard. Um, but I just want to, uh, try and find something to help out someone. I'm not counting the mother's day thing. Um, also, oh, this but, is not, uh, this is different than the mother situation where you, you, you know, someone in need, you want to try and find someone in need and you're not sure who it is yet. You haven't predetermined, right? I, I haven't predetermined. I mean, it, mm, okay. but one of the things you were saying is, is a couple years ago with the married to the games community, um, I felt like I was doing a better job a few years ago of trying to actively be mindful of others and whether it was something small or big, 
but um i just feel like i haven't done as good of a job with that lately so i was just thinking you know something that always lifts my mood is to try and think outwardly so i'm gonna try and make that something that i think about pray about and like i said it could be something really small um Mm -hmm. but just uh do something for someone else um, I so can't there's wait that. to see what you come up with because chances are, knowing you, it won't be small. Uh, God, you, your heart's too big for small, but 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 <laughs> I know if it is small, set, it's just as set meaningful. Set the bar too high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you're, you're such a good guy. So I love this goal. This fits you so so well. I love that you're reflecting on this. Even it's really cool. Okay, so my last one and this one I'll probably talk on for a couple minutes, um, but it is to prep all the games to sell that I'm selling. So I'm going to have to back up a little bit. Was it yesterday? It feels like it was forever ago. It might've been yesterday or two days ago. I think it was two days ago. Um, coming back from coming back from vacation, I came down here and I was looking at all my games and I, I came to this realization that I love video games and I love a lot of the games in my collection, but there's also a lot of games in my collection that are weirdly enough causing me stress Hmm. and not, it's not necessarily just having like a game in the backlog, but it's how to say this. I don't mean to say it's like, Ooh, I have all these games. I don't mean it that way. But when, when you resell, when you go to yard sales, when you do all these things, you tend to find some games that are like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. I think I'll keep it. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that I, at the heart of it, I am not a game collector. I'm a game player. Mm-hmm. I'm a gamer. But I'm really not truly, a, that's, at least that's not where my heart lies. I, I'm not a collector. And for the last couple of years, I was collecting. Um, and so I started looking at my games and I had a lot of games. I'm like, I've either never played this game. I don't think I ever will play this game or games that I had played and I didn't enjoy, but I was kind of keeping them almost as like, this is a trophy of a game I played. <laughs> and I kind of had this rule, this kind of unwritten rule for myself the last few years that if I played a game, I wouldn't sell it. Mm-hmm. And where that came from is years ago, I sold all my games pretty much other than like the newest gen one, which at the time was like, it might've been early PS4. Um, and I regretted selling a bunch of stuff. And so I kind of told myself I'm done selling my games. Now the, I think where I kind of got off track is I became too rigid with that. It's like, Oh, I played this game for 10 minutes. I'm never selling it. And I just, I don't know. I just kind of realized that it was kind of a stress. Like I, I, I'm a minimalist. Like you see the stuff behind me and you probably think like, that's what are you talking about? But I don't <laughs> hoard anything else other than video games. Right. Like, right. Right. Like I was talking about clothes earlier. Like I throw out so much stuff out of the closet and I just, I don't, I don't like keeping stuff. I love video mm-hmm. games, but it was causing me the stress. Cause I have, like four shelves back here, they're jam packed. And I, over the years I've kept growing shelves, shelf, 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 shelf. And it became this kind of obsession of like trying to make sure that I had this awesome looking 
game room area. However, I don't game down here. Um, mm. I do the podcast down here. My kids play games down here. I game upstairs on the couch with none of this around me. I like this stuff. Um, but I, I started looking and there was a lot of stuff that I was like, I don't need it. So I just started pulling stuff off the shelves. Actually, what it started with was I have a PlayStation sign up there that's kind of old and rare. And I've thought about for a while about selling it because um, because my oldest son is turning 16 this year. And I was like, you know, going to be looking to get him a car. And I felt... I felt a little selfish having all the stuff that I could put money towards for family stuff. Mm-hmm. Now my wife has never said, Hey, you need to sell your stuff. She's actually been trying to talk me out of it. Um, oh. saying like, we're, we're fine. We're fine. We don't, but it just, as a dad, I started to feel a little selfish. Um, especially with the excess stuff like Nintendo 64 stuff. I'm this nostalgic about stuff. I'm currently playing. I'm not getting rid of that. I'm not, getting rid of all that, but there's a lot of stuff that just felt like extra. And so all mm-hmm. the extra stuff, I just started going through and I started pulling them out. Um, well, it makes sense how you blab- accumulated that extra stuff. I mean that most people don't do what you do and go to all these yard sales and collect stuff. And I, I can imagine that yeah. increased, uh, you know, your accessibility to stuff and, it, and, and, and I love what you said too about stress reduction as kind of your main, one of one of the main driving forces behind this. I when you I knew you were selling this because you sent me that text two days ago, this huge this picture of this stack of stuff. I, I was not ex- I was trying to anticipate. I wondered what it is. Is you know is he uh, wanting to buy something or does he need uh, you know is there something else going on? I was not expecting the stress thing. And actually that resonated with me because that's why Watch Dogs 2 is killing me. It's been sitting on my shelf. It's one of my only PS4 games that, that I haven't played. All my PS4 games that I have, I played every single one of them. And that's one of the only ones and it was driving me nuts. And so I only keep games that I've played. Um, I'm not a collector either. Right. Uh, with the exception of my 360 collection because I do like the way they look because they have some nice spines on them. But I might get to the point where with you, I want to sell them all too. So I, this really resonates with me and I, I'm loving where you're going with all of this. And um, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just, I, yeah, no. that, not what I was expecting actually. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because um, I wasn't really expecting to come home and be like, I don't want half of this anymore. Um, but I came home and I just kind of felt like, you know what? I'm not going to get rid of the stuff I love, but if I don't love it, why do I have it here? Because there's just some stuff that I collected that I had the intention of playing it, but it added that stress of, of, Oh, I got all this massive backlog and these things that I don't have time for. And they weren't really things that like, I was really dying to play. It was kind of just like, Oh, I have it. So I should play it. Um, and then I had a couple, like I'd really gotten, gotten into collecting for GameCube. I love GameCube. Mm. Um, but I'd gotten to the point where I was picking up stuff because it was rare, not because I wanted to play it. And that's where I kind of felt selfish because I had some, some of these GameCube games are pretty valuable and I'm not playing them. And like, I was kind of looking at, I was like, I don't really think I'm going to play some of these. Um, one of these games uh, is fire emblem path of radiance on the GameCube. It's worth like 300 bucks. Hmm. I didn't pay $300 for it. 
But right. I've had it for like three years and I've never ever played it. And I like Fire Emblem. Like obviously I'm playing Fire Emblem Engage, but I kind of started thinking about it and I'm like, Fire Emblem they're still actively making games for. If I'm gonna play a Fire Emblem game, I'm most likely gonna play the newer one. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't have any nostalgia for this game. So why am I holding on to it? If there's something I really regret, I buy and sell. I can, you know, at some point I'll come across it again. And if I really want it back, I could get it back. Um, but I don't know. Just, just that dad thing of like, like I said, my, my son with the car. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just kind of felt guilty. So it's it's been an interesting Sorry, I was just—I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say it's—it's it's, no. it's just so fascinating because I'm on this very similar journey with my Legos, and I'm looking ahead a little bit at our uh, gaming goal, and we didn't talk ahead of time, and we both wrote the same gaming goal. So I don't know what's going on with us right now, but we seem to be in sync a little bit. I am selling off a ton of my Legos for the exact same reason. I'm like, I just don't—I got into the mode of where I was just collecting, collecting. I'm like, oh, that's a cool set. I got to get that. That's a cool set, and. I'm like I don't, I don't want this anymore. I don't need this right now. There's other things that uh, are more important. Yeah, maybe it's just a stage of life. But um, so my shelves here, you can't see all of them. I don't think um, I have four of them here. I've now got it down to two. The other two are barren, um, and I'll just be getting rid of them. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it it feels good in a weird way. But but the the side quests, which I've taken a long time to talk about, just because it is kind of a big deal for me to say, like, "Hey, I'm getting rid of half of my games." Oh yeah, is to um, is to prep these games to sell, which it is quite the task. I started on it today, spent a couple hours. It's going to take a long time because I'm taking pictures of all these. Then I have to look them up on price charting to get the value. So this game store I've told you about, they might buy a big chunk off me. They're not going to buy them all. There's stuff I know that they're not going to be interested in. Um, But even just to give them to these people, which would be the easiest route, I still have to, like I said, take pictures, look them all up, type it all out, get my numbers all in place. And when you're dealing with like 400 games, like it takes a long, long time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I went through the GameCube stuff today. I went through, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Um, but yeah, also the one other thing too I was going to say, um, like I'm selling all of my PS2 games, every single one. I like PS2, but one of the mm-hmm. things with older systems is I'm, I think what I'm going to do, and I've done this with Dreamcast, is I'm going to try and mod a PS2 to make it a all digital system. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can do it quite easily with a fat PS2. So it's like, I'll still have access to these games if I want to play them. And like I said, if I if I want the physical copy, I can track it down. PS2 stuff really isn't expensive. Um, but I just don't want clutter. So, so yeah. So my goal, my my side quest is to is to prep these to sell. So actually, that's a huge side quest then, because you're talking about yeah, four hundred really games and taking a lot of time. And you, and if you, you wrote prep all the games. Now, sure, you don't want to modify this to something like half of the games. I mean, we're halfway through the month. I mean, we, we um, want these goals to be realistic. 
I, I want to prep them all. Like I, I I'm not saying I'm going to have them all sold by the next episode. No, no, no. I didn't um, think you were saying that, but prep prep to yeah. me is like taking all the pictures you described and looking up all the prices. That still sounds like the, a, the, a lot. It, it is a hefty lift. The reason I want to do it is this is all in my office now and my office is really small. And mm. so this stuff is just in pile. Like there's hardly any room to move. <laughs> okay. So you got some good motivation there. Yeah, I do want to try and get this done. Very good. Very good. Well, good luck. Keep me updated on that because that's uh, so impressive. Uh, good for you for, you know, recognizing that you needed to make that adjustment for your own, you know, uh, stress level and just your own uh, priorities in life and um, and recognizing what gaming really means to you and just and, and focusing on that and not, uh, you know, the pressures of what other people do i guess because right you, you know you see you, you, it's cool to see people what they collect and and it is cool to hold on to something that's valuable like that fire emblem game it's like i have this you know not a lot of people have this but what does it really do for you right what is what meaning what more meaning does that give to your life yeah and at the end of the day like i don't care if my collection is impressive or not to others i just want it to be the things that i really like not just a lot of a thing yeah yeah i totally sense. get you that's yep and the legos that i'm holding on to the ones that i'm not selling are just the ones that i totally totally love and so i know you're done with your side quest so maybe i can just go through mine real quick because one yep. of mine is to finish assembling all my legos and sell the others just like you described i, I mean i could <laughs> rinse and repeat the, the conversation you just had but insert the word lego instead of game and i'm kind of going through that a similar journey there um, and then the other stuff I talked about already, so I can just kind of touch on it. I talked about how I made a sticker chart for Janine and I to get us motivated. And it's it's kind of working. It's been really fun because she uh, and I are always on different uh, journeys when it comes to fitness, our mental health, our exercise, our spirituality. <laughs> we joke about it. It's like when one person's the up, the other one's down. And when the other one's up, the other one's down. And um we're always grateful that uh, none of us are down at the same time. So, but this, so she ha um, hasn't been on uh, the fitness journey as long as I have within the last year. Now, the year before that, so two years ago, she was on the great fitness journey and I was totally in the dumps. And that's going back to that. She's on, I'm off kind of thing. Um, but right now that what's cool about this sticker chart is we're both kind of on. And that never happens. And we're both kind of competing against each other and being like, ooh, I wasn't, I was going to um, not log my calories today, but I saw that Brett did it. So I'm going to do it. And then I see that I wasn't going to exercise today. And I saw Janine did it. And I'm like, crap, I got to exercise. And so it's been really fun that way. But my goal is actually, this sounds rude. I'm like, I want to beat her. <laughs> That's that competitive <laughs> side coming out. <laughs> I can't remember what we said. We, we said what, the person got who got more stickers and um i think maybe it was like a massage or something or a back tickle or i'll have to ask her um or maybe we'll maybe we didn't decide i don't know but regardless i i just want to beat her by at least one sticker i'm one sticker head right now so we'll, we'll see how that goes and then um we talked about my song i wrote for the mario for my school the mario movie and yes. before we go on this field trip, okay, they want me to perform it live at the talent show. We have an end of year talent show. And it, um, 
I would really like to do it memorized. I, I Right now I have the music set up on the thing, and I think it just, uh, I could sell it better and I could get more engaged with the kids if I was performing it live without the music. But going back to the memory thing, man, I can't remember the last time I memorized a piano song. It was probably when I was in high school. I use sheet music for everything. My brain just can't remember anything. So I really want for a side quest, I really want it. It's a short song. It's super short, you know, and it's very repetitive. So if there's anything I can memorize and play without music, it would be this. So I really want this for my side quest. I want to try and play one song before I die without using the sheet music. Um, and then I have two other quick ones. And uh, moving to this new house, we talked a lot about Ruby and how she likes basketball. We went to the jazz game and all that. Uh, our old house had a basketball hoop, and this new one doesn't. And Janine found a great deal on a basketball hoop. It's in the back of her car right now. And, you know, it's one of these fun dad projects where you get to take out the box and dump it out and look at a thousand parts and try and put it together. But uh, I want to do that for Ruby because she's been missing playing basketball. And, hey, I could probably uh, use that as a side quest in the future to play with her, you know, going back to how – one of our side quests last month was to do a one-on-one -on -one activity with our kids. And I know that's something Ruby would, would want to do with me. She, she loves playing basketball with me and I love playing with her. So that could be fun, but I, my goal is not to play this month just to get it assembled. And maybe next month I'll have another side quest. And then the last thing is it's not only, we, we haven't talked a lot about finance in this podcast, but I think it's a big part of being a dad, right? Um, and sometimes I'm, I'm, hoping I'm not the only one that experiences this, but sometimes when you get real stressed out, uh, finances tend to um, suffer as well as not only my fitness suffered, not only my um, eating suffered, but our, my finances suffered. And what I mean by that is um, I have these spreadsheets. And I love spreadsheets, as you know. And so I track our budget on that, and I didn't even track it in April. I didn't even care. I just... I didn't even make an April tab at the bottom of the budget. So my goal in May is to make the May tab, just like I did all the other months, go through the budget with Janine and sort everything out. And those are my side quests. So hopefully nice. I burn through those pretty quick so we can get on to the last part of our podcast. Well, enough grinding. Let's get into the main missions. <laughs> Okay, Brett, let's quickly get into our gaming goals. Now, once again, we've said this before, we only have a couple weeks. So what is your gaming goal slash my gaming goal? <laughs> I love this. We did not talk about this, and we both wrote, here's what you wrote. Don't start a new game. Here's what I wrote. Don't start a new game. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because... Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you've been rubbing off on me. Normally, this is not a problem for me. Normally, I pick a game and I play it. But I've got three games going on right now. Just to recap, Assassin's Creed 3, Hogwarts Legacy, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. I've also been playing a little bit of Super Smash Brothers. And I really want to play Tears of the Kingdom. But I am not going to start a new game for the next two weeks. Because I'm convinced I can finish at least one of those games. And then come June 1st or somewhere near the beginning of June, I'll pick up Tears of the Kingdom because I, I do want to play that 
more quickly than I did Breath of the Wild. And I mentioned Breath of the Wild took me a whole year to play. So anyway, why don't you want to start a new game? Well, I mean, kind of the same reasons, but um, just I was I was trying to think of what should be my gaming goal for this month. And I didn't want to say beat this game or X amount of hours into that game just because we are we do have half the month left. Um, and this is probably a terrible approach, but like I said earlier, I wasn't really planning on playing tears of the kingdom, but now I'm like wanting to play more of it, but I'm also wanting to play more when I started playing red dead Two, just cause I wanted to see if it would work on this, uh, this G cloud that I picked up, which was the main reason I got it is I was like, I have to redeem myself and be able to play red <laughs> dead on handheld. So I started playing it and immediately I got flooded back with all the, memories of how much i love red dead um so i'm probably gonna play more red dead so i just didn't want to quantify anything and like i said i wanted baby goals this month um so i just said don't start a new game and so i'm just gonna play red dead i'm gonna play tears of the kingdom i might play a little fire emblem engage but honestly fire emblem engage is probably going to be on the back burner for a little while which is fine it's one of those games where i could pick it back up and not really have missed out on much so yeah it was just basically to focus on red dead and tears of the kingdom very simple well and i love that you said uh you don't want to quantify something because that's something we've talked about offline but i don't think we've ever mentioned on the podcast that's a great way to make a goal once in a while sometimes when you get setting these goals if you get too detailed sometimes it the stress of trying to accomplish the goal uh does the opposite of 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 helping you achieve your goal it just burns you out or or it overwhelms you and so some of these goals that aren't quantifiable uh that are more straightforward uh can give you that momentum you were talking about so i, I love that you said that yeah so what's your yeah, fit? I definitely oh go ahead sorry well oh, sorry i was just gonna say and i i with gaming i want to keep it fun like fitness oh, yeah. eating goals i want something measurable with that but Gaming goals don't, to me, don't always have to be something measurable. It just has to be game, have fun, right? And that's mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. what I'm going for this time. Um, okay, so my fitness goal is kind of typical of how I make my goals. It's not do X to get to Y. It's kind of tiered, um, but it's also simplistic too. And that's to exercise twice a week for this uh, first week. And then get back into three times a week, the remaining two weeks or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. I, I told you I hurt my heel. I, I like to run on the treadmill. And with me limping around, I haven't been. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to say it's an excuse, but it's like I want to let my heel heal. Um, oh, and so, oh, 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 I see what you did <laughs> so I. I've been staying away from the treadmill for that, but it's like, I, I do have a stationary bike and I can still go out on walks. I don't think that's going to be too much pressure on it. So, so I want to just, I want to set the goal of twice a week. Yeah. I know it's just one less day, but I want something that I feel like I can achieve just to get me moving again. I don't think three times a week is going to be hard. I'm not setting a time limit. Even once mm -hmm. I'm up to three weeks, it's just, I just want to get moving again and just getting used to, exercising so just a simplistic goal of twice a week the first week 
which would be starting Monday, two days from now, mm-hmm. and then three times a week the last two weeks. I like how you stepped that up. That's good. That'll get you that momentum we've been talking about. So, And I hope your heel heals pretty quickly so you can get back to the treadmill. I just wanted to have fun with that pun too. It's, um, it's getting there. It's getting there. But it's, it is one of those things where it's like if, if I immediately start running and start that impact on it, like it might mm-hmm. really delay it. So that's why I'm thinking like, well, I'll get on the stationary bike. I'll walk the dog. I'll, I'll do things that are kind of more low impact, at least at yeah, first. That- yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You don't want to re-injure that That's, uh, and stay off uh, any scooters or any zip lines or anything like that, would you? <laughs> All right. Um, for Staying my, away from the mountains. Stay away from the mountains. That's right. Hard to do in Utah. We live in the mountains. But um, actually, we want to stay away from the mountains. While you've been gone, uh, you probably saw that they're starting to flood pretty pretty bad here. We talked in one of our well, episodes. And I need to correct myself, too, because I in that episode, nope. I said we had... Oh, what are you going to say? What? I was going to say, of course gonna... it's going to flood with 800 feet of yes. snow, Brett. <laughs> I'm glad this came up. 800 inches. I'm oopsing myself. Well, you caught the oops, so thank you. It was 800 inches of snow, which is an incredible amount of snow. But yeah, it's causing some massive yeah. flooding. So stay away from the mountains. We don't want you dying in the floods. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 800 feet. I can't even imagine <laughs> how much snow. Way off, way off. Sorry, Brett doesn't know the difference between inches and feet. So let's just move on to my fitness goal. I'm probably going to talk the most about this one because I got to get a little history here. I needed to look back at January. uh, Well, basically, you know, since we started the podcast to help me with this goal, because of all my goals, I feel like I've been the most consistent with exercise. Um, I've had some months where I've been really good at gaming and really crappy at gaming. I've had some months where I've been really good at eating and really crappy at eating. But even April, even though it was a crappy month, I did okay on fitness. I exercised 13 times, which, and so that's why I wanted to look back. I wanted to be like, well, how bad was that? That's not too bad. I did 16 in January, 19 in February and March days of exercise. And then, like I said, 13. So I, I, I fell off, but not bad because sometimes when I fall off the exercise wagon, I fall off and I go a whole month without exercising. So to get 13 days, um, I was happy about that. And I didn't want to jump right back to 19. I <laughs> I think I've set or wanted to get to 20 <laughs> a couple times. And there's no way. I, no, I could have gone from 19 to 20 and I didn't quite make it. But there's no way I'm going from 13 to 20. So what I I did is I took an average. My average of those four months was 16.75. Well, I don't want to get the average because I want to push myself a little more because this is my best area. So I'm going to go for 18 times. Now, another reason I chose that number is I have, being halfway through the month, I have done eight already. And so really only 10 more. And I think that's that's achievable in, you said, about three weeks or two and a half weeks or whatever. Um so that would be like maybe four a week, uh, three to four a week, something like that. I can totally do that. Now, I want to be specific, though, about what I want to do. I'm always trying new apps. And I would love one day on one of these episodes to kind of do an app review uh, because I've tried so many of them that maybe our listeners could benefit from hearing from my experience so you don't waste your time on some of these apps. I found some really good ones, and I found some really bad ones. And I found one recently that I am loving for all kinds of reasons. I don't want to go into tons of detail right now, 
but it's called the Shred app. It's $12 a month. I don't always buy these apps. There is a free version, but I loved it so much that I am currently paying for the monthly subscription. And just to give you a quick thing about what I love about this is when you choose an exercise to start, there are, uh, let's see, six, seven different styles you can choose from. And then there's three different durations. And one of the problems I've had with all the other apps I've used is there's usually only two settings or maybe three, like basic, intermediate, and advanced. And sometimes the advanced ones don't feel very advanced. I, I go through it and then I, I spent this money on an app or maybe the free version, you don't even get the advanced. And it's, it feels very repetitive. It feels like it's not pushing you very much. This app, I'm starting on the basic settings. I'm doing the, the, the shortest duration, and I'm doing um, uh, one of the, the modes that's intermediate, so there's, there's plenty of room to grow, and it is kicking my butt. I told you I've exercised eight times this month already. It took me seven, the first seven times using this app, I couldn't finish the 30-minute exercise because it killed wow. me, and the next day I couldn't walk. Or, or couldn't lift depending on what part of my body. And now I've been working out and lifting weights for a year. Okay. And, and granted, I'm not this massive bulky guy and I don't do these crazy lifts, but my body should be well adapted to a 30 minute exercise. But clearly I haven't been pushing myself because this app pushed me in a way that I think I really need. And I'm just really excited about it. So I think this is an achievable goal for me. And that is my exercise goal. Nice. I like that. I think that's a great, a great way to go. I'm excited to hear more. Uh, maybe next month you can give us a more in-depth review of this Shred app. Um, future sponsor, perhaps. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's move into our eating goals. Um, my eating goal, um, this might sound a little vague, but like I said, I, I want baby step goals is to be consistent and under calories the last 10 days before our next podcast. And what I mean by that is so a lot of these past months, I've set this goal of like 75, 80, 85% of the time under calories. I want to get back to that. So I know it's not going to happen overnight. Um, I know I'm going to kind of have to work my way back. I'm, I got to fight off some of these hunger cravings and sugar cravings and it's going to take a little bit of time, but I want to be back on track the last 10 days before we record. And so what I mean by that is basically back to like 80% of the time being under calories. Like I'm not saying all 10 days I have to be perfect but I just want to get back into my routine of what I was doing before, what was working. Um, and so with, with our daily texts, I think that's going to help me uh, get back into it. But like you were saying earlier, you mentioned like how it's just not easy to go cold Turkey. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, but I kind of want to make sure that I'm, you know, cutting down the calories, cutting down the sugar and getting things under control so that I can, really have uh, a good end of this month and prep myself for a really good June. Um, 
because right right now I I am if I'm being honest I'm concerned because like I said you always come back from vacation and for me that's traditionally been a killer and mm-hmm. I just can't allow that to happen so so yeah just a baby step to just get back on track I love it that all your baby steps increase intensity as we near the end of the month so you're not just picking a baby goal and staying baby you're like the whole goal is a baby step but it's got these little incremental things and i think uh, i know we've used the momentum (laughs) that word a lot in this podcast but i really think that's uh the key to getting back and not like you said letting these bad habits totally take hold and once again we wrote Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I just say, I, I know myself. If, if I set this really strict rule of starting right now back to 85%, I would screw it up so fast and then <laughs> it would be uh, demotivating, right? Yeah. You beat I, yourself I up over I don't it, right? Wanna, yeah. I don't want to set myself up for failure, basically. Um, so instead of saying, like, I have to be perfect right now. It's like, no, let's just, let's work towards that. Um, Mm -hmm. And give myself, I guess, to use like a a church term, give myself a little bit of grace here and and allow myself to ease back into it. Yeah, we all need to give ourselves a grace all the time. I think it's a grace is a, we don't talk about it enough, you know, especially going back to our original conversation about American society. And that's one of the things you came back to probably just this rush of to go of productivity and to do and to keep up. And, you know, we just need to give ourselves a little grace and, and realize we're all each on our own journey. I am, I am so curious though, how you and I are on a similar journey right now. And this is the third time probably I've said this today that we wrote a very similar goal. My eating goal I used the words the last 10 days and you used the words the last 10 days. Oh geez. Yeah. I'm looking at that now. Holy crap. That is, that is kind (laughs) of crazy. Yeah. So mine connects to my exercise goal because I've been exercising pretty consistently as the weight's been coming back on. I'm noticing that it's going straight to my main fat area, which is my gut. Now, because I've been able to build some muscle the last year, I'm not noticing fat in other areas that I typically used to get, uh, like my back and neck and, 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 and legs and things. So um, what that does is it makes my gut stick out even more. And I was really frustrated the other day because it was sticking out so much. And, but I was also noticing I was drinking a ton more soda. Now, I drink the diet stuff. Oh, crap. No, I don't. I just downed a whole Mountain Dew. <laughs> I drink the diet. What have I been doing my whole I, life? <laughs> Whoa, that just screwed up my goal for the day. Um, my, I bought this yesterday in the car with my mom, and I was in a hurry, and I grabbed two bottles. One was in front of the other, and the front one was diet, and this one wasn't. And I've been drinking this the whole show, and it's empty, and it's not diet. No wonder I'm feeling good. <laughs> then when I started this okay, show. Okay, so, so <laughs> this this is a total like random thing, but I can't drink. I can't if it's soda. I can't drink it if it's not diet. Like as a kid, I hated diet, um, but now like regular soda drinks just taste like too much yeah. 
sugar. Did, did you not notice yeah, it at yeah. all? Or? I, I, it's funny because you're right. Most sodas do, but I didn't notice that with this Mountain Dew for some reason. So maybe that's a credit to Mountain Dew that their uh, diet and regular drinks uh, taste very similar. Um, but this, how many, let's see, how many ounces is in this thing here? One of these bottles this is a 20 ounce bottle, right? I have been easily drinking 80 ounces of soda a day of Diet Mountain Dew. And I've looked on Google and you got to be careful with your Google searches when you're looking for research, but I've Googled this in the past, you know, do diet sodas really cause, you know, you know, is, is it, did they really cause weight gain? You know, cause they say it's zero calories. So, and there's right. so much research out there that really says, and this is the one that caught my attention this week. It said someone who doesn't, there was a study and they followed people who drink diet soda and who didn't. And the rest of their eating and exercise habits were the same. And they said over a 10 year period, the people who drink diet soda weighed on average 40 pounds more than the people who didn't drink diet soda. And with my gut sticking out and me thinking 10 years from now, I'm going to be in my mid fifties. I, I really want to be um, agile. I guess I want to be able to do things. And if I got this big giant gut or if I'm 40 pounds heavier, I'm not going to be able to do things. I'm not going to be able to travel. I'm hoping to travel like you did in, in, in 10 years from now. So I, I've never been successful with cutting out diet sodas. It's such a stress relief for me. It's my one vice and you've been very good at it. So I'm picking this goal, hoping that our text messages will help me with it as well. And I can't go cold turkey, can't go cold turkey, but I want to get down to 12 ounces a day by the last 10 days. So please, Jesus, and please, Josh, help me. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say, please, Jesus, and please, Josh. <laughs> I'm praying to both of you. <laughs> That's how bad I need might help not with ever this. Ha- might not ever happen again. <laughs> and on that note. Well, you know, um, Jesus, they say he experienced everything, but he never experienced diet soda. It didn't exist in his time. So, uh, you know, I, I may need a little bit of Josh to intervene here. He knows how to do it. All right. <laughs> okay. you know, <laughs> Sorry it's, for it's, the sacrilege. It's, it's funny. I, you know, I talked about how I went off, uh, caffeine before i went to to vacation just because i didn't want to be looking for it um but with the time change i was finding myself exhausted and i did drink uh some they don't really have much pop over there but they do have the zero sugar coke um so i did drink some of that and i'm kind of slowly drinking more of it so i need to i need to do my best to not because i've had that same struggle with you um with with soda so anyways i can appreciate that struggle it's it's a continual one for me right now it's <laughs> not um you know i'm not drinking a ton of it but um but i have been drinking a little bit but that quickly can curtail especially for me um i, I don't do well with moderation with with it so okay well Brett, I don't know. I don't know that we really did well on our goal of making this a shorter <laughs> episode. Um, no, we didn't. But, 
But that's okay because we failed all our other goals in April. So we might as well have failed one last goal in April of keeping our podcast short. It's just par for the course for April. Going back to the beginning, uh, you know, we might not have anyone that listens to the, to this, but if this is therapeutic for the both of us, and if this is helpful, then, then that's really all that matters. And I've been looking forward to chatting with you. I don't know how you yeah. feel, but I feel great. It was great chatting with you. No, no, I, I, I feel better about things. I, I, I feel like I have some direction now, uh, for the last couple weeks of the month and I'm looking forward to you. Uh, keeping me accountable. I think that's going to really help. Um, however, Brett, in life, there are glass Joes and King Hippos. Read into that however you want. <laughs> you don't have to be either. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. Set your right goals now. and get going and come along with us as we strive to be both fit dads and game dads. Until next time, we'll see you.